Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Side Sources. Welcome back, everyone. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. Great to be with you on Inside Sources today here on KSL News Radio. Uh, we'll go from one area of hysteria to, <laughs> to the next. Uh, we've covered Iran and what's going on there. And again, just everyone exhale. This is going to be a long process. Let's let the briefings take place. Let's see what happened. And then let's figure out what's the strategy moving forward. That's what I want to know. Strategy moving forward. How do we do that? And how do we win hearts and minds uh, in a way that increases American security is the the real test. Uh, the other area of hysteria, of course, is impeachment proceedings. Uh, and this is another one that's very easy to get wrapped around the axle. And whether you love the president, hate the president, thinks he should win re-election or think he should be removed, uh, we just want to break it down in terms of the process. Because I think the most important thing is that we trust the process. Uh, so, as always, I, I turn to my friend James Walner, uh, who joins us. Uh, James uh, researches and writes about Congress, especially the Senate, uh, where he is the all-knowing sage of the Senate. Uh, a lot of things uh, he writes about separation of powers, legislative procedure, uh, and just as my go-to guy in Washington, D.C., and uh, he is a fellow at the uh, American University Center for Congressional and Presidential Studies. So, James, thanks for joining us in the new year. Thanks for having me. All-knowing sage. It's going on my business card. <laughs> it should. Your resume, at least, if not your business card. But, <laughs> uh, well, a lot of people are just uh, twisted in knots over, you know, what happens next? Is the president really impeached? What's going to go on? You wrote a, a really powerful piece that, uh, to me, just allows everyone to exhale. You say there are 26 rules that the Senate uh, has to abide by. Uh, in terms, there's a lot of loose things in the Senate, but uh, there are some rules that should give us some confidence that the process will work. That's right. There's an impasse right now in Washington. I'm sure your listeners are aware of it, where the House is refusing to send over the articles of impeachment to the Senate until uh, Minority Leader Chuck Schumer and Majority Leader Mitch McConnell reach agreement on the rules that will govern the trial and specify witnesses that will be called. But the remarkable thing is that they don't need an agreement. There are, as you said, 26 impeachment rules that spell out in great detail, I would add, much greater detail than the Senate's regular rules for legislation, in great detail what happens in an impeachment trial, including the powers that senators have, all senators, to make motions to call witnesses. Yeah, I, I think that's so interesting. And and so let's just kind of pick off a couple of these. Uh, so, so first, as you said, there is no impasse, and Speaker Pelosi has no leverage in terms of deciding the rules of the Senate. Um, those will be decided by the Senate. Uh, but her her job is to appoint managers who will then carry the articles across the building and deliver them to the bar of the Senate. 
That's correct. The the president has been impeached by the House, in my view. Yes. The but the problem is that the Senate hasn't been told officially that it has been the president's been impeached. And this may sound strange to your listeners, but the only way the Senate can act as a body on something that originates from outside the body is if it is told something has happened. So as you said, Pelosi in the House, they have to pass a resolution appointing managers, and they have to then exhibit, is the term, the articles of impeachment at the bar of the Senate. And until that happens, uh, the Senate can't act. They can't hold a trial. <laughs> and I love this, that, that once the articles are presented at the bar of the Senate, uh, that stipulate that the presiding officer then informs the House manager that the Senate will notify the House when it's ready for, for a trial. So basically the House managers drop off the goods and the House uh, and the Senate says, we'll, we'll call you when we're ready. Right. And then, and then they leave. It's funny. Even if you go back and read the congressional record from the 19th century when we were impeaching judges and presidents and, and secretaries in the cabinet, um, you see this process play out in the Senate Journal, and then the, and it says, and then the, the House managers left. <laughs> <laughs> the House managers have left the building, but they will be back when the, when the trial begins. All right, let's jump through just uh, rapid fire here. Some of the uh, next pieces in terms of the role of the Chief Justice uh, and how the Senate needs to function, kind of day to day. Once that process, where I'm going to assume that Nancy Pelosi will appoint managers at some time, and they'll they'll carry the goods across the building, and and this process will begin. Uh, but let's talk about day-to-day and uh, the role of the Chief Justice in all of this. So the Senate rules stipulate, or the Constitution stipulates that the Chief Justice shall preside over impeachment trials when the president is the government official who has been impeached. But the Senate rules, again, spell out very clear the process. It's all automatic, whereby the Chief Justice is notified. He comes over. He comes in. He's sworn the oath. And he administers the oath to uh, senators. And then they organize themselves for an impeachment trial. So it's all automatic. And then the chief justice is is basically, in my view, an administrative officer at that point. He's just uh, receiving motions and and then passing them on. Yeah. And so can you hit that for just a second, James, because uh, this is obviously different from a regular legal trial. Uh, And I think it's so hard because we we end up mixing a lot of metaphors and people think, well, you got to be an impartial juror and and you've got statements from Chuck Schumer saying, no, this isn't a jury box. People can lobby us, you know, as as to what we should vote on. Uh, give us a little description of what this really should look like. Right. I mean, it. There, let's put it this way. There is no one way for an impeachment trial to go. And mm. they've gone lots of different ways throughout history. And ultimately, the most important thing is whether or not the men and women of this country feel comfortable with how the impeachment trials are unfolding. That's the thing. They're the ones who ultimately make this decision. But the rules require the chief justice to administer an oath to senators. He doesn't have discretion to administer an oath. The rules say what he can rule on in terms of questions of evidence. But every ruling that he makes is going to be is subject to an appeal by the, the full Senate. Uh, th- there is no debate in an impeachment trial because the impeachment rules are designed to reach a just outcome in an expeditious manner. The, the, the threat of delay in an impeachment trial is actually very, very small because the normal tools that senators have to delay things aren't there. They're not there. And and, and just to kind of clarify for everyone, so someone could the, – the chief justice could say, okay, I, I rule this way. A senator could object, and then it would basically just be a vote, right, as to what that rule That's should right. be. That's correct. A simple majority, although I would say – 
the the chair can the chief justice can rule on anything that's put to him. But I would argue the rules are very clear. They they specify the kinds of questions that the chief justice can rule on, and they also specify the process whereby those rulings can be overturned. Yeah, because the Senate, not the chief justice. The Senate and their constituents, the senators and their constituents, are ultimately the arbiters of how this thing unfolds. Oh, wow. If you're just joining us, we've got James Walner on the line. We're just breaking down how this is likely to play out and, and why we can all exhale a little bit in terms of there is a process. There are 26 rules that are going to govern the vast majority of what happens. I want to get to the one that a lot of people are uh, hyped up about today. Uh, and that is this idea of calling for witnesses. Uh, John Bolton made a statement today that if subpoenaed, he would he would testify in a Senate hearing. Uh, you've had Ju- Rudy Giuliani and others kind of uh, bouncing things around. Uh, tell us, what does that look like in terms of, of witnesses being called or not called? And there really doesn't have to be a deal before the trial begins in terms of witnesses. That's right. This is the big imp- the source of the impasse right now, witnesses and documents. And Speaker Pelosi is withholding, completing the House's share of the impeachment process. So to raise this issue, I suppose, in the public consciousness so that uh, we, the people can pressure McConnell to cut a deal with Schumer that she likes. But at the end of the day, the Senate rules, again, are very clear. Any senator, Chuck Schumer, Dianne Feinstein, Kamala Harris, it doesn't matter. Any senator can make a motion to call a witness during an impeachment trial. There is no debate on that motion, and it is a simple majority vote. So if you want witnesses to be called, it seems to me you start the trial and then try to call them. But what Democrats in the Senate right now are trying to do, and in the House, is get a deal ahead of time to guarantee that they will be called. Right, because each of those rules would be voted on by the Senate. So my my guess is we'll probably have a number of 5347 <laughs> votes on uh, witnesses and probably a host of other rules. Is that right? I mean, right now it looks like the Senate Republicans are fairly united, but this is a moving process and it, it will unfold over time. And, and the behavior of Republicans and Democrats in that process and the information that comes out in that process will affect how it unfolds in the future. And so right now, the it looks like the Republicans would win most of those votes. However, I'm not I can't guarantee and no one can guarantee or predict that they were definitely going to win those votes, regardless of whatever happens. And that's why I suspect uh, Mitch McConnell desperately wants to deal with uh, Chuck Schumer to manage this process. Yeah, man, that is fascinating. Uh, We've got just 30 seconds left, James. you mentioned in your piece that the, the Clinton impeachment trial served the, the Senate and the country pretty well, and it seems like we're going to likely fall back to that. What is it that gives you the most confidence that this is this can be done and be done in a way that will satisfy the American people? So my reading of the Clinton impeachment trial is that the way that the senators conducted themselves in that trial served the nation very well. And if you go back and read the congressional record, if you go back and look at how people were talking about the issue, uh, you had this sense that it was something um, important happening, regardless of whether or not you agreed with the uh, with the articles of impeachment. You, there was a certain dignity in the yeah. proceedings, at least within the Senate and among senators. And I, and it seems to me that we've lost sight of a lot of that stuff today, yeah. and, and that's very concerning. Yeah, and that is the 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 big concern. Uh, for sure. All right, James Walner, thanks for joining us today. As always, we'll have you back as this continues on. Appreciate your your insight as always. Thanks for having me. 
All right, we'll go ahead and step aside for a quick bottom of the hour news break. When we come back, Steve Hayes will join us on his new venture called The Dispatch, a different way to take your news in that might give you a little different perspective. Stay with us on KSL News Radio.